Welcome to This Week in Marvel, Whoa. episode number 241. Ah. I'm VP and Executive Editor Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Editorial Director of Marvel Digital Media, Ben Morse, and over in the corner there, skulking, we got intern Josh. Good to be back, guys. Why do you have the microphone so far away from your mouth, and you are the quietest of the three of us? Yeah, I'm sorry. Take what are you notes. doing? Yeah, th- now you're all you're all hesitant, and now there's going to be all that sound of you dragging the microphone closer. Uh, you got to carpe that diem, man. Yeah, carpe that diem. Get in there. How you doing, Ryan? I'm all right. You're back. Yep. So I was last, alone week, last week, last week, was terrible. I had. Well, was, I'm sure it was terrible for you. Yeah, it was awful. Um, but I had food poisoning, so oh, it was slightly yeah, worse right. for yeah, me. Yeah, you were suffering. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Tuesday of last week was awful, but my tradition for when I'm sick is to watch G.I. Joe the movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that Transformers the movie, the two animated movies. And that cures it. It So it gets me to a better place, at least in my headspace. Yeah. But one of the things that I realized, and this is going to come up several times in, um, in the questions and comments section, sure. I think in there, is that my, I realized when watching G.I. Joe that my British accents mm. stem from oh, my love of the dreadnoughts that makes in so G.I. Joe. Sense. Because particularly in the movie, like Ripper and, um, you know, you've got uh, not so much Zartan, but like uh, his sister, I can't remember her name, but like the, the dreadnoughts. I think it might be Zatara. Zatara and Zatara. I yeah, and then there's believe. the other one, the the yeah. her twin. I, it's, I love the dreadnoughts. But... They are ridiculous. There's uh, uh, one of them goes, Corbly me! That's a blooming sea monster! And I was like, I was watching, I was like, but That's that, where that's, it comes from. That's exactly that's it. where it comes from. We've discovered the origin. Yeah, cracked the code wow. of why my accents are that ridiculous. They're so good. Yeah, that, so, because I mean, all, I've, I've taken them from professionals, all right? All credit to G.I. Joe the movie. Yeah. As, wow. as everything in life just, should go to. Just another great service they've performed for society. Yeah. Also, in my weird headspace, I was definitely crying throughout both movies. Yeah, of course. Because they're highly emotional. They, they really are, for me. They hit all the nostalgic beats, but then right. like they murder so many people yeah, that's in, true. in Transformers. And then you've got all the Duke stuff. Duke makes it through, though. He pulls through. Yeah. Spoiler alert for... 1980s uh, the, the best the is movie. that like and I was explaining this to Blake who mm-hmm. hadn't seen it in a long time I actually brought them in for him to watch is that they Duke was dead yeah and they retroactively because changed of the it. reaction to the yeah. Optimus Prime death, and, they changed it and they only give Duke the nod to being alive by like a cursory uh, voiceover oh yeah there's just a voiceover at the end in the final battle oh and Duke's alive Duke's okay yeah Duke woke up yeah <laughs> it's, it's like oh and he has all, well there's also the awkward um, when he definitely dies and they go Duke's in a coma yeah no uh, um, 
she says, I think it's uh, Scarlet goes, yep. Duke's gone into a coma. Yeah. Like, it's like they tacked on they tacked the line. It's it fantastic. It seems weird. Why not just re-record the whole thing? Yeah. And in Transformers, they're just like, oh, look, there's Wheeljack. Let's murder him. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, there's Cliffjumper. Let's, you know, put him in terrible danger. Oh, look, Optimus Prime, it's your hero stuff. is dead and we're taking all the color from his body. Ugh. Man. Hard so, times. Anyway, so I, I did that and Hard I times. rested up. Hard yeah. times. Um, Did you were you able to pinpoint what the source of the food poisoning was? Do you want to name it? I believe publicly? so. Yeah. Well, it's it's my own fault. Okay. Uh, we went to a place that has great pizza. Wonderful. Uh, Frank Pepe. Yeah, I've heard in, of them. Yep. In the the one that we go to in Yonkers, New York, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a white clam pizza, oh, which is that's which not is great. Idea. No, no, no. It, it itself is great. No, I had a friend in college who every time he got clam pizza got sick, yet he continuously got it. Well, I had funny discussion, but I white clam pizza and then. We this was on I think a Saturday, and we had errands to run, mm. and I didn't eat the whole thing, and I put it in the car to like as we ran around errands, and it wasn't in the sun, but it was definitely hot that day, mm. and then put it in the fridge and ate it two days later. Oh, come but on, man! My wife she doesn't like that pizza, so that's you know we eat so much of the same stuff, you know we'll share sure. meals and stuff, and so that is the thing we believe. I ate that she didn't, so that's where it came from. And, like, even today, my stomach is still a little, like, ugh. Feels like it could have been prevented. Yeah. But the good thing is, two, you know, the day, so Tuesday was the worst day. On Thursday, I was on a plane to Austin. Yes, you were. Yeah. And I went to the X Games. I got super extreme. Yep, super extreme. Yeah. Uh, if you watch Marvel's uh, Thwip, the big Marvel show. As you what, should, yeah. yeah. Uh, Actually, it's just Thwip, the, Thwip, big, the Marvel big Marvel show. show. You will see me get on a skateboard in oh. a future episode, and I get super extreme. Yeah? Yeah. It's I, great. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Uh, what but, are we doing here? I forgot. Are we done? Yeah, this is this is, is the end it? of the episode. Uh, but did you, so wait, I hope you, you were alone, or did you have Josh? Josh sat there saying nothing. Oh, good. Just, you know, breathing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. it. It wow. Pretty, it was pretty... Useless. We need an intern um, no, ranking system because I want to see you move up. But where you are now, you're so quiet. You got to get I in have, there. I have been ranking the interns lately, actually. I told um, Victoria yesterday because... I don't know who that is. She's the curly-haired one. Great. Um, she's the one who... We have in, three interns right now, right? three interns. She was the one it's who was Victoria. here yesterday, helped yes. us with yep. Brad Meltzer. Yep. Okay. She's Victoria. Uh, there's Natalie and there's Joshua. Um, who I've who actually came up with a nickname for him? Oh yeah, because apparently in the movie War Games, yeah, the computer always says Joshua, <laughs> so Blake wants to start calling him War Games. Okay, yeah, which I think it's fine. Apparently Fenton doesn't agree. Oh, yeah, let's come up with a new one. Uh, yeah, he's still working on it. See, I would, I would take that and I would go like, oh, War Games, Matthew Broderick, Project X. That we already thought of that. Really? Yep. And, and why not? Why not? We like we liked War Games better. Hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Anyways, this is the official podcast of Marvel. Uh, we talk about comics, we talk about movies, we talk about TV, toys, clothing, knickknacks, paddywhacks. Giving all the dogs bones. Give those dogs bones and take them down to the bone zone. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't think we have any bones on action this week. We'll find out. Yeah. There could be Fingers crossed. Um, but should we dive into the comics Let's this week? Let's dive into the comics this week. All right. Beginning with... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number 6, written by Mark Guggenheim, art by German Peralta. Uh, this is the climax to the first arc of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where he's 
the bad guys have gotten a hold of Coulson's protocols, so they are going after all the good guys, whether it's Captain America, whether it's the agents themselves. We get a little more visit into the past and see how Grant Ward ended up getting turned to Hydra. Uh, we get to see Coulson doing all sorts of badass stuff, trying to free himself and Lola from the situation they're in. We see the agents up on the helicarrier. They get ambushed by all the bad guys have Iron Man suits, which is kind of cool because they have different vintage Iron Man suits. So like one guy's wearing a stealth armor, another guy's wearing a silver centurion. We got the Gorgon all up in here. Uh, we got reinforcements from the likes of Spider-Man, totally awesome Hulk. Big superhero battle, lots of fun. Mark Guggenheim is having a good time playing with basically being like Coulson, which is He's a fan of all these superhero characters, and he likes to use continuity and things like that, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, but the end of this issue is going to lead to a big status quo change, and they're into Civil War II, so that's going to be huge stuff. Right on. All right, we've got all-new X-Men number 10, another part of the Apocalypse Wars. Um, I would, It's not like an event. It's not even like a singular storyline. No, I like it. It's, it's kind of like it's just thematic the, It's Fall of the Mutants. Yes, yeah. It's uh, Fall of the Mutants was back in the 80s. They did a crossover where basically X-Factor, Uncanny X-Men, and New Mutants all had a big, important story, but they were all three different stories. They were only thematically tied by the fact that they all said Fall of the Mutants. And we'll be reading the X-Factor issues of those for Tumi RC next week. What a nice plug. I won't be here. I'll find someone. <laughs> I'll find someone. Suck it. Or we'll uh, delay all right. a week. It doesn't all new, matter. All new X-Men written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Mark Bagley and Andrew Hennessy. Um, and so in this part of Apocalypse Wars, we're following Evan, who is the clone, then... Kid Apocalypse, who is the clone of uh, the original Ensabonner, and uh, Beast, young Hank McCoy, who are, they've been thrust back in time to Ensabonner's um original time period so the young little little original kid apocalypse meets clone kid apocalypse yeah um just adorable yeah so those little kitty apocalypses playing together (laughs) we find that the original ensabonner is actually like a pretty rad dude he's like sweet super kind he's got like and i love the way mark he's got those cool eyeliners yeah mark draws him though with such like kind eyes and like it's you know it's it needs to be said to remind you guys that Mark Bagley is a legend. He's a master at like everything he does. It's, it's a clinic when he puts out an issue. Um, but he's telling the story. So you've got the original Ensabonner, who his dad is a total jerk face. Yeah. He is, his name is Bao. You can see where he got it from. And he is the leader of the Sandstormers. Sandstormers. A group of raiders in, in uh, you know, this as we would know it ancient Egypt um, about 3,000 years ago so uh, he's his dad is a raider but he's a kind dude and he wants to get away where uh, Evan our young kid apocalypse uh, is rolling with him they're sort of like trying to figure out well Ensabonner is sort of like, wow, you're just like me somehow, somewhere. That's crazy. What's going on? Why do you look so much like yeah. me? We must be of the similar type of people. Uh, and Evan's like, ooh, this guy is so good. 
Why is he so good? Yeah. I've been so worried. Yeah, he's like, this is every he is everything I'm trying to be, and I still know how he ends up. Yeah. Is there any way to avoid this destiny? Yeah. Uh, and Beast has been stabbed and hurt and is being patched up and done all kinds of weird stuff and then tortured. And he's just not having a good day. Mm. I'll say that. Uh, but it's it's a great story, and um, I'm I'm digging. Uh, Evan's journey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. So there's the scene where and Southerner's friends show up, and they all decide to go to the old the old swimming hole. And Evan, who is a teenage boy, yeah, uh, they draw, Mark Bagley is very careful to draw because the girl who they go swimming with does not wear a top. Yeah, she's a pirate. She's she, awesome. She's she's my favorite character in the issue. Um, she's having a conversation with Evan, fully topless, no reaction from Evan whatsoever. Maybe he's gay. Maybe. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's something going on. Or he's just asexual. Or he's just like, whatever, boobs, get out of here. I, I got know, no man. time for you. I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I think it bears more looking into. There's Evan is a complex character. I agree. Very complex. I think there's more to it than meets but the I, eye. And I kind of like that, though. It's not like, you know, know. tongue hanging out, wagging the... I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just very interested. I want yeah. to know what the deal is. Also, think about this. He's at this private school, mm-hmm. and all the teachers are probably out fighting other things all the time. It's true. It's like a lawless place. You know Not, those kids are yeah. just enjoying themselves, probably, maybe. Yeah, probably, maybe. Maybe, probably. Isn't that a song, Probably, Maybe? Probably. You know songs. Maybe. Call Me Maybe? By Carly Rae Jepsen. That's not what I was referencing, but that's okay. No. It's good. You chimed in there, Josh. I like it. Josh, you're getting in there. You're getting in those war games. All right. Civil War Two: Amazing Spider-Man number one, written by Christos Gage. Beautiful art by Travel Foreman. So excited to just eat up the art in this book. Welcome back, yeah, Travel. Welcome back, Travel. Don't know where you were. Um, color art by Rain Barreto. We get a scintillating battle to start things off between Spider-Man and the Vulturians, who you know are vintage Spider-Man villains plucked from the mind of Christos Gage, who loves to use obscure old villains and bring them up to speed. But man, Travel Foreman just draws the hell out of this battle sequence, this mid-air collision between Spider-Man and the Vulturians. Uh, Spider-Man's got a shadow. He's got uh, Ulysses with him. Ulysses, of course, the central figure of Civil War II. Spider-Man took it upon himself to kind of train Ulysses, teach him a little bit about power, responsibility, that type of thing. We get some stuff with the Inhumans. We get some funny stuff with Johnny Storm. We get Spidey trying to use Ulysses' powers to go out and prevent a crime. So this is kind of like if you're wondering about Civil War and how it all works. This is almost just like a good test case. You, you meet Ulysses, you see what he can do, you see him interacting with another character. It's pretty perfect. You know what I was thinking about? So Ulysses thinks about this thing and, you know, like, oh, saving this one problem, right? Mm-hmm. And he has Spider-Man track this one guy and they, they do, you know, they deal with that. But Spider-Man is someone who saves everyone he can. Sure. So if he's targeted this one thing, is there something he misses? That's true. It's like, mean, it's like the butterfly effect. These are the types of debates that are going to come up throughout Civil War II as we uh, debate, you know, precognitive, destiny, justice, peace. <laughs> um, but yeah, Spidey has some nice moments with Ulysses. We'd see uh, Harry Osborn and Clayton Cole, members of Spider-Man supporting cast. And one of them, according to Ulysses, will betray Spider-Man. Which one is it? You're going to have to read the issue to find out. Oh! 
Oh. <laughs> uh, another Civil War tie-in is Civil War II. Damn it, Josh. Wow, Josh. Oh, Why don't you just throw the microphone on the ground? We're going to call you Pendropper from now on. Uh, Pendropper is a pretty good nickname. I know, right? Yeah. Civil War II. Old drop pen. <laughs> Civil War II, Gods of War number one. Ah, written Gods by, of War. <laughs> written by Dan Abnett. Art, amazing art by Emilio Laiso. Yeah, newcomer. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, colors by Guru Effects. Speak to me, warriors. And what was interesting, so the Apocalypse Wars storyline is that, like, Mutant Massacre. Right. Um, it's not... It's not like one piece to the other, but it, it's sort of loosely connected. This stuff, I like this. This tie-in to Civil War Two, and just like mm-hmm. the uh, Amazing Spider-Man one, like pulls you. It, there's a central piece that is like a direct connection to the main storyline. So in this, it was the giant invasion that we mm-hmm. see in the the first Civil War, Civil War Two issue, um, and that factors heavily into the beginning of this story. And really, the story starts off with Hercules in a bar, being just mopey dopey, like such a downer. It's not the way I like to see Hercules. I know. Hurts. Uh, him and he's talking to Amadeus Cho which is great so cool to see them back together totally and uh, they're just sort of like Hercules is like look I've been going through some stuff and no one believes me Mm -hmm. no one wants to help me and like the Avengers just think I'm a, a big goof and Amadeus is like well you know and then boom big crazy stuff happens outside and they haven't called Hercules which just exacerbates Mm. his feelings slap in the face total slap in the face doesn't help that uh, he's fighting these future gods if you've been reading the Hercules series you know them they're awesome he's been fighting these future gods that uh, only he can see Mm -hmm. in this instance and so everybody's like why are you fighting yourself and the air you take a, take a breather, Herc. We'll deal with this. And so, super bummer for Herc. He goes back to his crew, which is just the best. I love his friends in this. Oh my God, Gilgamesh, uh, and the uh, gang, Teresius, Tiserius. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, and I don't Tiresias know what pronoun too. they use, so I don't remember their name. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's it's fantastic. There's some really fun stuff going on. I think there's something more going on with the landlady. Uh, something in my gut mm. says I don't know. I think I'm I'm gonna double back and say I think they're trying to make you think there's something up with the landlady, and thus as a result, there's nothing up with that the crazy landlady. Dan Abnett. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Abnett is thinking five steps ahead of you. Yeah, but by the end of the issue, it's sort of like Hercules getting rallied. Figuring out a plan, and I think the next issue is going to be full of people that are, we're going to be really excited to see. Really excited to see Daredevil number eight, uh, the beginning of a new story called Blind Man's Bluff. Beautiful cover by Giuseppe Camincoli. Inside, we've got written by Charles Soule, art by Goran Sadzuka, colors by Matt Mila. This was my favorite issue of Daredevil since Charles took over. Uh, I felt like he really found his rhythm here. It all takes place in Macau. Macau, Macau, where Matt Murdock has journeyed, um, and he's playing in a high-stakes poker game. Uh, of course, it's always cool to see Matt using his super senses, how he can use those to do a thing like play poker. Gordon Suzuka's art is gorgeous. The colors by Matt Miller are so stark. Uh, we get flashes of Daredevil beating up some guy, asking him, talking, interrogating him about the black cat and where something is. I have a feeling I might know what they're looking for um but i will hold that to myself until the next issue uh and then matt has to get in a poker game with a telepath 
which means the telepath tries to see Matt's card through his eyes. Matt, of course, cannot see through his eyes as he is blind. So then they have like a battle on the astral plane. There's a sledgehammer involved. There's uh, Matt using his cane. It's all badass. It's battle so cool. on the astral plane sounds like a Joe Cetriani song. And I want to listen to it. It might be. And we got special guests showing up at the end here. Uh, this is just everything I wanted from uh, this this book. I am really happy that I think Charles is really starting to get Matt's voice down, understand how he's you know a charming rogue, but also this tortured soul, and it just really showed off. And all the all the little things that you can only do with Daredevil were on display in this issue. Yes. All right, on to Darth Vader number twenty one. This is part two of End of Games. End of Games. <laughs> Written by Karen Gillan, art by Salva Larocca. Is it part one or part two? Part two. Oh, all right. Yeah. According to the, the thing on the first page. I believe it. Yep. And uh, Edgar Delgado on colors. I think I just got confused because Afra is back in this issue, so I felt like it would be the start of a new arc, but no, they did other stuff last issue. Yeah. Proceed. Anyway, uh, there's a bunch of things going on. Vader has been tasked with capturing uh, Kylo, the crazy scientist dude who Kylo. has uh, created like the twins, and he's got all these machinations, and he's he's so much with the machinations, so many machinations, and he's he's messed up, and he's going against the Emperor and Vader, which seems like a bad idea. Yeah. But that's his prerogative. Would you say it's Vader time? It's time. <laughs> it's. Vader, Tom. If, if Kieran Gillen, if you're listening, if at just one point you can have Darth Vader say it's Vader time before you're you're done writing this book, please, that would be a great service. Yeah, to us all, for us, all all us wrestling fans out there. Oh, everybody. And uh, so it's a universal thing. He was on Boy Meets World. Yeah, he was. That's right. Yep. Um, so Vader's going after Kylo, and he's. Uh, sent BT and Triple Zero to go after Dr. Afra, who has escaped from the Rebels, and she's, you know, drowning her sor- sorrows on uh, on a uh, the cosmet- Cosmetanic Steps in the Outer Rim. So, an Outer Rim planet, they got a bunch of suns, uh, it's a weird place, and she's out there, she's drinking, she's trying to hide, figure out her next move. Of course, of course. Triple Zero and BT find her, and they've got Black Chrysanthemum, and mm. they just destroy the hell out of stuff. They are insanely they're violent. S- they're scary. Yeah, they're really scary, but really funny. You know what Triple Zero reminds me of? Mm. When I was in high school, we had Dare. Did you ever do Dare? No. All right. Dare was keep kids off drugs, anti-drug okay. awareness, and they had this song for us. They said, uh, we are the smoke-free class of 2000, two Triple Zero, everyone's a hero. <laughs> And that's what I think of when I see Triple Zero. Great. And then mindless violence. Yeah, all the mindless violence. Yeah. You're welcome, everyone. Yep. Uh, you've got the mindless violence, and they are there to either capture or kill Afra. Afra, fortunately for us, because she's a great character, yes. she wants to get captured and get her comeuppance with Vader, maybe find a way out of it. Vader, for his piece, is taking the fight right to Kylo, and there's some interesting stuff going on with that. Some really gross stuff where he's following like Kylo, and they've got these weird ships, and it's it's terrific. By the end, there's a there's a big old creature that reminds me 
of uh, Rancor. So that's cool. Mm, very cool. Deadpool and the Mercs for Money, number five, written by Colin Bunn, art by Salva Espin, colors by Guru EFX. This is the final issue of the limited series. This recorder, who seems to have all this knowledge about the future, we find out why him and evil Deadpool come up with a plan to screw Deadpool and the Mercs for Money. The Mercs are delivering the recorder to the Ozarks Kingpin, who is fantastic. Big old beard, big old belly, big old overalls. And suddenly, the uh, the crazy gang shows up, and I love the crazy gang in this the, series. The old crazy gang. The old crazy gang. The old Excalibur villains. They have a brutal fight with the Mercs for money. Meanwhile, while this is going on, Deadpool fights Evil Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool! Evil Deadpool gets such a nasty shot in on Deadpool. Uh, Solo tries to help him out, uh, but yeah, you get all the all the Mercs here. Solo, slapstick, full killer, Stingray. Terror Incorporated Massacre. They're all here. They're all here and they're murking for money. Uh, Deadpool makes a decision that surprises everyone and puts them in potential danger. Then they uh, wrap their adventure. And then there's a nice little epilogue, which comes in handy because the Mercs for Money are getting their own ongoing series. And I love that this cover uh, is an homage to Dragon Ball Z. Oh, very cool. I wouldn't know that. Did you watch Dragon Ball Z? Uh, a bit. I watched actually Dragon Ball GT. G so. You're a GT guy? Yeah. Wow. Millennials. Is that weird? Yeah. Yeah, well, us millennials. Well, do you think the cover of that issue looks like uh, Argent's uh, Altogether album? A little bit. The who? Argent. What's that? It's a progressive rock band from the 70s. I don't, I don't wow. know. Look at this. Old soul. He's like, I'm going to hit him with something soul, old yeah. to prove that I'm you know, not just was, stuck that, in GT. That was very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Uh, it looks like they, they look like the Ginyu Force when they do their crazy pose. I love it. Love whatever, it, love it, love it. Whatever you say. Yep. Uh, all right. On to Guardians of the Galaxy number nine, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Valerio Skiti, and colors by Richard Eisenhoff. So this issue, we finally find out who the she is that they've yeah. been alluding to, who the Guardians are searching for. And it's a great payoff. Didn't we already find out a few issues ago who it was? I don't think so. Because they we kept did. playing like, I, I was reading through and I was like, I still maybe don't know I who just, this maybe is. Maybe I just knew and I conflated it. You somehow. probably knew. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome. So this really centers around Drax and Gamora taking the fight to the Badoon. Uh, they're on this uh, Badoon prison planet called Zalda Volta, and I love what we've been doing with the Badoon because like, there's a lot of stories you know, over the years, like, that give the Badoon, like, weight, but we haven't, in in more recent times, last 20 years, even, 15, 10, 15 years, haven't really seen the Badoon be dangerous and scary and, and, no. and, like, the way that, you know, they should be, and here, they're just, like, they're they're awesome. They get their asses kicked, but they're awesome, uh, and they're, like, relentless, uh, and they actually managed to capture Gamora, um, Big fight, some really cool revelations and, and story beats uh, following up on the um, uh, the Black Vortex in here, which I really dug, and interesting stuff, and I think that helps take Gamora's character into a good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then by the end, we see who they've been looking for, and we see where they are going. Love this story. Howard the Duck, number eight, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Joe Quinones, uh, inkers Joe Rivera with Joe Quinones, and colors Jordan Gibson with Joe Canones. Joe Canone is doing a lot on this book. Dude, I, I've been loving Joe's work, mm-hmm. but I think this was the issue where I just, I like sat back and went, JFC, Joe Canones is the 
is just ridiculously good. He's good, man. He's, yeah. he's got a lot to work with here. Yeah. Uh, this is the return of Beverly, the... I don't know what you call her. Not the sidekick, the friend of Howard the Duck. Who, partner? Partner, who throughout Howard's existence has always been kind of right by his side and has not been in this most recent book. And in this issue, we find out why. Uh, her and Howard have a conversation. They do this neat narrative thing where they keep going back to these four panels that of old adventures between of Howard and Beverly and first there's no word balloons then there is word balloons then eventually there's additional word balloons Beverly is like retired from the crazy life she's living in Maine she's going to veterinary school she's trying to explain to Howard how he she didn't abandon him she just couldn't be part of this life he leads where he's constantly in trouble and Howard's super bummed out about the life he leads. He doesn't want to be this guy who's constantly in, in trouble and in peril. Um, and then some Sentinels show up. And it's amazing. The Sentinel bit was great. The Sentinel bit is phenomenal. When they said, <laughs> just the Sentinel saying, that day in the park. <laughs> because he says uh, he's the Iron Punisher. And he says that day in the park. Basically he's a Sentinel whose, whose family was murdered by superheroes because... <laughs> <laughs> it's all so great. Yeah. Just, wait, hold on. Superheroes, mutants, and humans is hacking us without provocation, except for the fact that we kill mutants on sight. It's <laughs> so good. Phenomenal. Um, so there's a sentinel. There's Howard and Bev against the Sentinels. Completely uneven fight. Uh, they get some help from another character who's shown up. There's some really sad stuff seen. Howard and Beverly part, but uh, there's definitely more than meets the eye to her. And then the last page has the most unexpected guest star of all time. I cracked up. I was like, all "What time, is happening?" Uh, this is good. and the the letters page is funny. Good stuff all around, Howard. Yeah. Also, Biggs is in the issue. Biggs is there. Biggs the cat being delightful. Biggs no care pet Biggs now. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. I, I was cracking up reading that, and my wife looked over and she's like. She couldn't see the, the front of the comic. She's like, are you reading Howard the Duck? And I was like, yes. <laughs> She's like, yep, you always are. Uh, we also got Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy, number nine, adapting the episode We Are Family, originally written by Steve Melching and directed by James Yang. It's adapted by our boy, Joe Caramagna. Nice. All right, on to New Avengers, number 12. This is written by Al Ewing, art by Paco Medina, Juan Vlasco, and Jesus Abertov. And uh, so this is another Civil War II connection issue, and it's cool. It's, again, like right in the middle of that giant fight, and we can see where our New Avengers uh, characters fall into it, particularly the new New Avengers, mm -hmm. as they've dubbed themselves. The all-new New Avengers. All-new New Avengers, yep. Yeah. Uh, Hulkling, Hawkeye, Squirrel Girl with tippy-toe, and um, uh, Wiccan. Wiccan. Yep, Wiccan is there. What a team. Yeah. Uh, it's great. At one point, Hulkling uh, goes into full centaur mode, which was <laughs> terrific. Uh, there was like a sad moment where a bunch of squirrels were in the fight, and they we lost some squirrels in yeah. this issue, guys. Um, you know, No real squirrels were killed in the making of this issue, though. I pour one out to, to, uh, to Frisky Fred, Bunko, Acorn Annie, you know, like... They fought the good fight. Taken too soon. Yep. Uh, but it's, this is really like that sets up uh, Roberto da Costa 
looking to get back in touch with his crew, with uh, these all new New Avengers, uh, and has something for them, trying to mend some fences and put them, uh, put everything back together. Uh, we'll see where that goes in the coming issues. We also have the uh, another overarching story, which is uh, Shield going on. Maria Hill being angry at everybody really uh and she has john garrett on her side john garrett is a shield agent he's like 90 percent robot uh you may remember a version of him in marvel's uh agents of shield mm-hmm. uh here he looks super cool he has just a just a delightful mustache which i'm really Great a big mustache. fan of. that's what that's the one thing that was really missing from him in uh marvel's agents of shield he was played by bill paxton excellently yep. But really would have loved to have seen the mustache. Yeah, totally. Um, but he comes off a little weird. And by the end of the issue, you see that he may be employing some interesting tactics mm-hmm. to go up against uh, AIM and Roberto DaCosta and his crew. So mm-hmm. should be interesting. And I will say, we do get uh, a little bit of action from Maker in here, which yeah, is a, bun- a funny so couple pages. Yeah, creepy. Um, but most the new Revengers, the new Revengers, so much are the best. Yeah, great team. Such a great team. There's two in here who I don't know anything about, and I'm very excited to learn more about them. But then one in particular is one of my favorites. And this is Angar the Screamer. Angar the Screamer. I knew it was Angar the Screamer. Love Angar. Set a feeling. Uh, over in Poe Dameron number three, written by Charles Soule, art by Phil Noto. Poe is trying to keep. Uh, information, valuable information from the First Order. He is having a little tete a tete with Agent Terex. Is that not really? the way you pronounce is that, it? Is that how we're doing this? Tete a tete. There we go. Um, well, he's down uh, in the crèche where, that's probably not pronounced correctly either, where uh, this giant egg is being held and trying to get the natives of this planet uh, safe from the First Order. His buddies are all up in X-Wings, trying to take out the TIE Fighters. I'm just dropping all sorts of Star Wars references here. Uh, the egg hatches. It's this big, weird thing, this monster creature, and now Poe's got to protect the people from that, too. Another monster creature shows up. It's Bananas. Phil Noto's artwork is great. Poe Dameron is a fun character. Read this book. Yes. Um, on to Thunderbolts number two. Written by Jim Zub, art by John Mallon and Matt Yaki. Uh, so at the end of the last issue, Moonstone was like, I got the moon, whoever has the Moonstone is the leader. Mm-hmm. Because they were all arguing about who should be the leader. So of course, Kobik, the four-year-old dumb, dumb. Uh, sentient cosmic cube, pulled the uh, Moonstone out of <laughs> Moonstone's chest, uh, effectively killing her, yeah. essentially. Uh, and so the rest of the team is like, what? what is going on Winter Soldier has to punish Kobik and tell her to put back the Moonstone and save Moonstone's life it's uh it's brutal and then she's covered in blood the whole thing it's just it's gross and violent and 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 crazy uh but really they're investigating these weird um cocoons that kind of seem like in human cocoons but then what pops out are these weird monster alien things I think they are in human cocoons though but what pops at some out? Point they say it is. Well, really? Yeah. What pops out? Don't they just? They're not like people. They're like no. I agree monsters. with you. Monsters. I agree with you. I think they may be some sort of corrupted in human cocoons. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> giant battle ensues. Uh, there's a funny, really funny bit with um, Atlas having thrown one of the monsters. You know, like hundreds of 
you know, like a couple miles away. So he has to go chase after it. And there's a little funny bit with the local kids and the monster and Atlas, and it's mm-hmm. it's great. Um, and then by the end, the Inhuman part of things really comes to a head. So we'll see where that goes next issue. Okay, over in Venom Space Night number eight, written by Robbie Thompson, art by Kim Jacinto, colors by Java Tartaglia. Uh, Venom Venom has gone rogue. And when I say Venom, I mean the symbiote, the Clintar, not Flash Thompson, because Flash Thompson and his crew of delightful weirdos is chasing after his symbiote, who's gotten loose and has now gone from being an, an agent of the cosmos to an agent of chaos, doing all this terrible stuff, uh, leaving all these horrible clues for Flash to follow. So Flash is trying to convince the rest of the crew, like, let me just try to bond with the symbiote again, let me make everything okay. The symbiote is just nasty, awful villain like picture him back when he was with Eddie Brock uh, just causing all this horror, all this, excuse the term carnage Um, and uh, it's up to Venom and the crew to try to get this under control because an out of control symbiote is not a good thing Mm -mm. alright, on to Vision number 8, written by Tom King art by Gabriel Hernandez Volta Mm. and colors by Jordi Belair and Mm. just (laughs) <laughs> it's like Tom King like hugs you yeah. and then just keeps punching you in your genitals yeah. like over and over again. You can't get away because he's but hugging he, you. The thing is, he's got three arms. He's still hugging mm. you, but he's he's still punching you. Yeah. How does he do it? Well, the third arm would explain it. Right. Right. Uh, so in this issue, we are uh, we get to see the, the the family sort of you Meet know the fam getting a little bit uh, calmer brilliant, after all the events. Brilliant character introduction and then yeah so they introduced um a member of the family which didn't like it it's 100 percent perfect and like uh vision's brother shows up and it's fully like yep that makes perfect sense this whole story he sums up the the character's origin right away i don't think it's a spoiler to say who it is no victor mancha victor mancha so he was yep he was in the runaways he was in avengers ai um he's here and he's staying with uh, with the Vision family over the winter. The um, Visions. And uh, so it just follows him, like, hanging out with the family and, like, comforting each of them. And it just, it's really sweet and really interesting. And, like, it was great and, of course, super foreboding. And uh, you're wondering, you know, like, when's the other shoe going to drop? But there's... Just really sweet, great character things throughout this issue. It's another just fantastic issue. I don't want to give too much away, but by the end, you'll see what's going on. And then it just takes like this another one of those classic vision turns. Just how many issues in are we on vision? Eight. Eight. But we already have classic vision turns. Oh yes, yeah. it's that totally. Great. And I will say that uh, there's a great bit on the letters page where Tom King is talking about how you know. Um, he says, I really need to do one of these where at the last panel, everyone is just happy, oh, yeah. happy Dunky Dory, just like panel nine, the entire, Mar- entire Marvel universe at a booth in a deli, including Wolverine. He's back and having corned beef on rye. And then Cap says, I love robot families. Eternity, Eternity is there. Eternity says, me too. The Vision family says, ah, thanks, Marvel universe. Wolverine says, I'm alive. Yay. <laughs> I, I wish... Tom would write that. that. I would yeah. love That'd be nice. that story too. Uh, but it's great. And they also, uh, we get to see that the name 
of the dog has been chosen, and we get to see all the different um, options. That Don't were spoil that. No, I will not. Got to pick it up for that. Yeah. We've also got three Timely Comics collections. These are the $3 collections of the first three issues of some recent launching series. In this case, we got Daredevil, Doctor Strange, and Drax. So if you were curious and didn't get the first three issues, here's a great way to check them out at a very affordable price. Triple Ds this week. Triple Ds. Yeah. And we got the uh, cover hanging right there. This is a podcast. Cover of Doctor Strange on the one. That's good. They can't point they out can't point out more it. things around the room. Yeah, what, what else games. is in the room? Ugh. What else is in the room? Chairs. Uh, <laughs> Shame. Shame is what's in the room everywhere. No, that was good. You gotta. You gotta. You got when you when you go down that road. You've got to dedicate gotta yourself. Commit. You got to commit to it. Commit. Don't let us sass you off of it. Yeah. Stay down the path. You guys are my bosses, so you know. I can't sass you too much. Boss. Yeah. No, it's, a rel- it's a relative term. I sass the crap out of Cirilli. Yeah, it's true. You know, like, that's just how we live. That's how we do. Yeah. All right, swim of the week. Oh, boy. Uh, ooh, ooh. Come back to me. Okay. Um, I like Vision a lot. I like Howard the Duck a lot. But I'm going to go with Daredevil. I think Daredevil really clicked this week. Charles uh, nailed something there, and I like Goran Suzuka's art with Matt Miller a lot. I want to give it to Vision, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're... We could always give it to Vision. We always give it to Vision. Yeah. Um, it's the, it's the, um, it's the miracle man of modern day comics. Yeah. Uh, wow. Maybe it is. Wow. Maybe it huh. is. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a, it's a really great book. Definitely got to read that. I think I'm going to give my pick to Civil War II Gods of War. Okay. Number one. It's a good pick. Yeah. I love, love, loved it. Joshua, if you were able to read one of these comics right now, what would it be? Uh, gotta go with Vision, just because you're mm-hmm. Brady Bunch, like, uh, sitcom. Were you listening Andre. to us the same, what? Yeah, Brady Bunch? Like, no, he was like, The Visions. That's when I went, The Visions. Oh, oh, just based that's, on the song cue. That's the cell. Got it. That's yeah. how great that hey, is. Hey, whatever works. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's on sale. Uh, collections on sale this week. Black Knight, The Fall of Dan Whitman, Captain Marvel, Earth's Mightiest Hero, Volume 1, Color Your Own Young Marvel by Scotty Young. I kind of want to get that. That sounds super fun. It's adorable. Um, it's a coloring book with Scotty Young's artwork. Yep. That's amazing. Deadpool Classic, Volume 16, Killigy, Deadpool, World's Greatest, Volume 2, End of Error, Hercules, Volume 1, still going strong, Incredible Hulk Epic Collection, Volume 1, Man or Monster, Infinity Watch Volume 2, which I just adore, um, that there's a Volume 2 of an Infinity Watch collection. What a world it's, that we live in. It's so great. Ugh. I love it. It's like 8,000 pages long, it's too. So it's big. awesome. And finally, Nova the Human Rocket Volume 1, Burnout. Right. Uh, also on sale on the Marvel app this week, we talked about all the books that you can get. Um, but on top of that, Fantastic Four 1 through 18 from the 1998 series. Is that uh, Wade and Ringo? No. No. One through, it's the first issues of them? Oh, right. So they started in the 60s. Yeah, they start with, it starts off with uh, Claremont and Salvador La Roca. Right. Okay, cool. Yes, I remember that cover. Uh, Fantastic Four 1 through 18. Then, for those who've been asking, the free comic book day issues mm. of Captain America and Civil War II. So stop asking. Yeah. Jerks. Not jerks. Okay, sorry. No. They're free. Got a little... So, a little crazy. There. Get them if you haven't read them yet. Yeah. Uh, Incredible Hulk, 440 through 443, 446 through 448, 450 through 474. 
as well as Warlock in the Infinity Watch 26 Yay! through 42, and Warlock Chronicles 6. Yay! Yeah. Bringing that Warlock on. Digital collections on sale this week. Black Knight, The Fall of Dan Whitman, Deadpool Classic Volume 16, Killogy, Deadpool World's Greatest Volume 2, End of Error, Hercules Still Going Strong, Infinity Watch Volume 2, Incredible Hulk, Epic Collection, Man or Monster, Nova the Human Rocket, Nolium 1, Burnout, Defenders, Marvel Masterworks Volume 1, Hulk, World War Hulks, Hulked Out Heroes, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble Volume 2, Punisher War Journal, Secret Invasion, Venom Volume 3, Twist, and X-Man, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Yes. All right. On Marvel Unlimited this week, we've got all new, all different Avengers, number two, all new Hawkeye, number two, all new Inhumans, number one, all new X-Men, number one, Amazing Spider-Man, number four, Bizarre Adventures, number 25. Uh, yeah, what... One of the things in G.I. Joe the movie, she goes, well, I think it was Zorana, she goes, Oh, well, bizarre. And I was yeah, just like, no, Oh, that's, that's so British. It's so good. So British. Uh, bizarre Adventures 25, Black Knight number two, Contest of Champions number three, Daredevil number one, Daring Mystery Comics five through eight. That's some Golden Age goodness. Wow. Deadpool number three. Deadpool and Cable split second, four and five. So that's the infinite comic version. Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange number three. Extraordinary X-Men number three, Guardians of Infinity number one, Howard the Duck number two, Invincible Iron Man number four, Nova number two, Red Wolf number one, Spidey number one, Star Wars number 13, Totally Awesome Hulk number one, Vision number two, and X-Men the 198 Files number, number zero. zero. Because why not? Sure. It's a good time. Uh, I don't know when it's coming out, but it came in our... It came uh, landed on my desk yesterday. Is the Treasury edition of Spidey number one? It's an oversized. Ooh. It's like I don't know, Yummy. eleven by seventeen maybe a version of Spidey number one. So it's Robbie Thompson story, Nick Bradshaw, Nick Bradshaw art, and it's it's huge and it's gorgeous. That should be coming real soon in uh, in print. So that's that's great. Keep Especially an eye if, out. yeah, if you want like a big comic, uh, especially something great for any younger reader. That's going to be perfect. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's head over to news. And now, from Marvel headquarters, it's This Week in Marvel News. Here in the newsroom, we got uh, plenty of excitement going on. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, look, this is typing. Yep. Typing on a keyboard. Simulating a keyboard typing. Guys, we don't really have a keyboard here. Wow, that's, that was yeah. so realistic. Yeah. Um, news this week. We got some cool stuff going on on Marvel.com in terms of comics. We got Mark Grunewald week going on. Uh, great articles all about Mark Grunewald and a podcast that you and I recorded with Tom Brevoort coming next week, all celebrating the legacy of Mark Grunewald. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, um, and are we wait? Were you not here for that? No. Oh, all right. I thought we did it together. <laughs> nope. Okay. And I was like, oh, I guess we're gonna record that you this did, week. You did a great job. No, I already. No, I was it. awesome. You did a great job. Also, saluting Captain America, still going strong. Checking out seventy-five big Captain America stories as we head into Fourth of July. Over in games, there's a new Your Man at Marvel Games column where Bill Roseman talks all about Black Panther's fiftieth anniversary and what it means for Marvel games. Very cool. Uh, I went to the X Games as I noted earlier in the show. Uh, so we're going to have a podcast coming up with some of the X Games athletes. I'm not sure when that's going to run. Uh, I'll talk to Blake about that. We also 
recorded some video, so you'll be able to see that on a future episode of Flip the Big Marvel Show. Um, yeah, I think that's it from our end. Hey everybody, we had a little bit of a programming note due to a last-minute scheduling conflict. Uh, Strami and the Wolfman were unable to record this week. They'll be back next week with all sorts of Hollywood goodies and whatnot. But right now we're going to go straight to myself and Ryan answering your questions. Questions and comments. Questions and comments. Questions and comments from you. Okay. Hey. Wow. Here we are. Back again. I feel like we haven't done questions and comments in months. But didn't you do them last week? No. Yes. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't here. No, it wasn't in a Twim It was a Twim RC last week. It was, uh... Strong I don't know. Strongly Wolfman had a Twim RC last week. I literally I know. I'm asked. telling you. I'm telling you. I didn't do them last week. Terrific. So here we go. Here we go with Arfa Amaluddin, Jaded Anarchist. Adore how David Tennant talks about Ty, knowing how private he is when asked about family. Yeah, so... I'm assuming that's a family member. His son. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I, we were just talking casually, and he was really sweet and just... Son loves Spider-Man and loves Marvel, and it was it was great. Yeah, we gave David so much cool stuff to give to his his kid. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic to all his children. Very cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, Brad Schof, thank you, Strami, for not even spoiling the fallen agent gender on this week in Marvel. I keep waiting for you to slip up and say him or her. Wow, Strami doesn't slip up. Yeah, Strami yeah. is our tr- terminator yeah. of of keeping secrets. Yeah, it's great. Daniela is dead. Rotten underscore black says, I want to sink in Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Sink, just just let it happen. Sink just on in. Let the Marvel Universe shower over you yep. and drive you down into wonderful bliss. Don DJ Fanko says to the Wolfman, great job on this week in Marvel. Your thoughts were original and welcomed. I enjoyed your brand of different. What? Yeah, hmm. that's one way to describe the Wolfman. Yes. Wolfman gets to go on a fun trip soon, so it's very exciting. Yeah, he's very Secret excited. trip. What do they call him, the Wolfman? You know, I don't know exactly no the knows. origins of his nickname, but he, when I discovered him, he was a uh, a, a movie blogger type person, uh, and his, you know, handle wherever he went was the Wolfman, you yeah. know? And he loved, he does love wolves. Loves wolves. Loves wolves. Big fan. Truly. Love, like, the Wolfman, like, record player, DJ... Like American Graffiti. Man, more vintage references yeah. from Josh. I got nothing. Uh, trying to prove his bona fides. It's the, the best is that you're throwing out stuff that we're just like, no, no, no. But the other previous interns were like, "Do you, have you ever seen Goonies? And they're like, what is that? Have you ever seen uh, Bill and Ted's, you know, Excellent Adventure? Like, what no, is that? tell me more. Yeah. Do you know, you don't know Bill and Ted? I do know Bill and okay. Ted's Excellent Adventure. Very good, very good. Um, gay comic guy says, so is Spider-Woman 7 the first time we learned Jessica's baby's name? Did I somehow miss it before? I believe that was the that first was the one. the debut. Yeah. So uh, you caught it. What is it? Is it Jerry? I think so. I think it's Jerry. Just a good just should, a good, should be. good old name. Good old name. Old Jerry Drew. Yep. J. Drew. J. Drew. Or uh, G. G. J. G. D. Is it, J- is it Jerry with a J or a G? G, I think. Do you remember? All right, with a I G. Think. Uh, Haywood says last week his pick was Uncanny Avengers number nine. Jerry Duggan crafts a nice story of what is Hank Pym and how the team feels. He says 
uh, following pick was Extraordinary X-Men number 10, uh, Magic and Bobby taking charge and nothing is ever easy for the X-Men. And finally, another pick of his was Amazing Spider-Man 13, Tony versus Pete with Miles captured and the Regent is a complicated villain. Jim Radloff, my Radcast, says, Feeling oddly relieved by this week's Captain America news. Honestly, expect that to be the end of AVX. Interesting. Huh. The Very end of that from four years ago. a while ago. ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Joshua cool. Cooper, a fellow Joshua, uh, says, My Twin of the Week is definitely Wolverine in a Captain Marvel t-shirt. <laughs> That's a great one. Can Now, can you say a fellow Joshua if you're not Joshua? I'm saying a fellow Joshua to the Joshua we have here. No, I get it, but I, is that, I wonder if, is that a, what, a grammatically correct way to use that phrase? Uh, well, as a Joshua, I give you permission. Thank oh, you. Oh, wow. Pass. Got all the permission You I got need. joshed. Um, <laughs> Johnny Temple is Kyle Charles. It's sad to see Illuminati go. The best of luck to Titania and the Absorbing Man. Dude, they're not real people. Um, so but I do, I do wish them well. I'd like yeah. to see them make it work. If anyone can make it work. It's not them. It's not them. Not them. Not them. Uh, starting to see the cracks in the Ultimates heading into Civil War Two. I mean, they got a lot on their shoulders. Yeah. It's a tough gig. Tony Stark and Amazing Spider-Man was hilarious, not remembering living Peter in Avengers Tower. That was a pretty great moment. Yeah. Where Peter was just like, we lived with you. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> and this, I like this too. We didn't talk enough about this. And Peter trying to hire Pepper Potts just to get shot down. Priceless. So good. I wonder what Pepper's up to, though. We don't have enough pepper in our books right yeah. now. Which is ironic, because I hate pepper on my food. What? Why? do not like it. Oh, I love... I will just... just Do not care for that Pepper everywhere. Where are you on salt? I'm all over the salt. See, I am... I'm an anti-salt guy. If you could just take salt out of stuff, I'd be... I'd be happy as a together. We go together like salt and pepper. Right? Where where do you stand on salt and pepper? Whose side are you on, Josh? uh, I'll be like Q-Man or something. Get out. No, if we're salt and pepper, he's Spinderella. (laughs) Cut Um, it up one time. (laughs) I love the last issue of All New Inhumans because Crystal wasn't in it. Oh, Johnny Timples, you are the Twimmer of the Week. Five five hundred thousand Twim points. That was hilarious. Um, Uncanny Inhumans was so good and emotional until Crystal showed her evil face. Love it. Winning him over. All new X Men made a reference to the Attitude Era. That makes me smile. I forget what the I reference what was, was, but I think I remember what we were talking about. It makes sense. It's Dennis Hopeless. Oh yeah, wrestling stuff for sure, for sure. Um, Karnak does love to kill people. I don't know that he loves it. He's just you know he's good at it. He does what he does. He does what he does. Power Man and Iron Fist, such a good comic. The band is back together. All that was missing was the DX crotch chop. That would be very but- out of character for both. Power Man and Iron Fist. I almost could feel like pa- like Iron Fist would do it, mm-hmm. and Power Man would just be like, like "What just are you doing? Go home, you fool!" Yeah, Iron Fist is like, "Yeah, the kids are doing it." <laughs> Deadpool: The Last Days of Magic was pretty depressing. Why do you play with my emotions, Jerry Duggan? He's a sadist. That's why. Uh, what a d bag move performed by Kinky in Spider Man number four. Not cool, dude. Yeah, he's. I think I. I would. I don't know if I would say d bag, but he definitely stepped over a bit it's of pretty, a line. It's pretty d bag. Yeah, it's pretty. D-bag. It's rough. Yeah, not especially cool. for your best friend and yeah. like going through. Oh, no. if you're not reading Spider Man, you, you be. y'all better be reading you some be reading Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Nighthawk versus Nighthawk. Very interesting. My money is on Nighthawk. Hello. Hello. We got jokes and jokes and jokes. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, question. Free comic book day, Civil War Two. 
set between set before Civil War II issue zero. I believe if I remember all my Civil War twos correctly, um, they two intertwine. So part of it's before and part of it's after. Mm. I believe. Mm. I believe. I believe I can fly. Whoa. Final issue of Weird World was a bummer. A lot of bummers this week. Why did Cat Wizard have to die? Spoiler. I'm going to miss. <laughs> I'm going to miss that book. Uh, we all will. I love that book so, so much. much. I have to wait for issue 19 to see Deadpool 2099 versus Deadpool 2099. Why do you play with my emotions, <laughs> Mr. Jerry Duggan? There's definitely a theme going wow, on with yeah. Kyle and Jerry. It's Kyle fantastic. and Jerry have a real uh, tet a tet going. Yeah. Um, Nighthawk is a pretty graphic book, but I like it. Yes. If you want some good hot takes on wrestling, Kyle, definitely follow Ramon Villalobos mm, on, yeah, sure. on Twitter. Uh, he's Huge just fan. He's great. He's super fun, and um, he's an amazing artist. Yeah. Uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. That was crazy. Banana Pants, awesome. Reminds me of the Seth Rollins heel turn. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's nothing like the Seth Rollins heel turn. When does issue two come out? I don't know. I'm, I just want to. Not I, soon enough. I, or too soon. Yeah. I want to just live in this world for a while longer. Uh, I don't know. I, have, I know a lot of other people who don't want to live in this world yeah. any longer. Yeah, but, but, like, I'll, but I'll do it. Seeing some of the things that were sent to some of our people were just Not really good. disheartening. Not good. Issue number two will be out soon. Yeah. I hope. I like the Sinister Six of 2099. Venom 2099 has a lot of issues to deal with. I love the Sand Woman's powers. Totes. Raph AB says, I want the new weapon shown in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season finale in all the first-person shooters. I don't remember what it was. That was a couple weeks back, but I'm sure it was great. He says, even with the sliding timeline, I'm pretty sure that Tony Stark didn't have access to the internet when he was in college. This is a ref- is a reference, he says, to International Iron Man number three. Mm-hmm. Um, eh, maybe he did. You know. Even when the sli- I mean, he, ba- he probably invented it. Yeah. Probably invented it when he was bored one day. Yeah. There I mean, go. everything the internet had to offer, even if that was like, let's say, 1995 maybe or six. Maybe he was on like Prodigy. Yeah, I mean, he was on all the the alt.nets yeah. and all that stuff. So, all the message boards. He says, uh, continue, Raph AB says, Bonebreaker has no lower body, hence no genitalia, so he can't get into the bone zone. Who says that his genitalia have to be there? Or that he can't have some yeah, cool... He's a, ro- he's a cyborg. Yeah. He can relocate everything. What if he just takes his upper torso and puts it on a bone zone capable bottom part? And then Bonebreaker really becomes the Bonebreaker. Oh, I see what you did there. hey And I like what you did there. All right. New director of S.H.I.E.L.D. should be Maria Hill. I miss Colby Smolders. That's what Raph said. I do, too. I miss her, too. When's she yeah. coming by? I don't know. He says, When those, are you coming by, Kobe? Uh, those new Jessica Jones and Daredevil icons on Netflix are beautiful. They're very nice. The Daredevil one's been taunting me because I have to finish that second mm, season. Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, I said, so... Did Josh watch Bill and Ted? Can he do a Chewbacca scream? This mm. is good. This okay. is good. Hashtag Can, so, wait. When did you watch Bill and Ted? Is that just something that you grew up with? Um, no, I watched it on like TV like randomly one day. Uh-huh. Hmm. Did you watch okay. Excellent so, Adventure or Bogus Journey? Both, actually. Okay. Oh, I'm liking. Yeah. I'm liking and this. so someone coming in fresh, where where do you stand? Because there's a, there's a on big... Which one's better? Yeah. Oh, excellent adventure. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I have a I have a big soft spot for Bogus Journey because I love Station. It's got a totally big butt, very Station, and Grim Reaper is amazing in it. But 
excellent adventures an incredible movie incredible uh, and so let's hear your Chewbacca impression alright I'll give it a go oh, yeah. uh, that's it <laughs> that was very that was like a, like the calm Chewbacca that's Chewbacca after he's been shot like sedative yeah to here, but, but it was a, it was a good effort it was a valiant I'll, I'll effort work yeah. you're, okay. you're doing well okay. you're doing well very good uh, he says so who's gonna write Hulk versus Mudman with David Tennant what's uh, Dan Slott or Peter David. I don't know. Yeah. Can we have Marvel on Marvel Unlimited? I want to see see how deep a hole uh, has Marvel dug at some point. I don't want to see Marvel. I don't wanna, I don't wanna, no one wants to see Marvel. Yeah. Uh, There's no need for that. If you haven't seen it yet, you're lucky. You can. Lucky. I'm sure you can find it in quarter bins and Everywhere. various places. Mm-hmm. You can find it on the in, on places on the internet where you buy comics. Sure. Yeah. Just not here. Uh, Lex Pendragon says that's the discount when Stromy and the Wolfman are doing the last part. I don't know what that's in reference to. Neither so, do I. Good job, Alex. But I do know all these tweets. I do know we got Ref Gemlin saying I'm very, very keen to get both Agents of Shield season three and Agent Carter season two on Blu-ray as soon as they're released. You're our kind of guy, Rob. Question. Oh, great, Ben Morris. I like this one. Uh. Please help with this query. When, why was Scott Lang ever known as Myrmidon? And I actually saw this because I was tweeting in it, so I looked it up and I forgot what it was. Aww. But I, I like really dug into this. There was a good reason. Uh, ask again next week, Raph, and I'll try to I'll try to remember to look it up again. Or Ryan's gonna try to look it up now. Just like Google Scott Lang Myrmidon. It's it's actually it's uh yeah. <laughs> um, well, Ryan looks that up. Saying, I have just read Avengers K, a bright, colorful retelling of some early Ultron tales. I'll, I'd recommend it to all-age fans. Very cool. It may have taken you hundreds of weeks, Agent M, but by This Week in Marvel, episode 239, your faux English accent is both funny and accurate. Hello? Now you're like... That's so great to hear. You're making it all gravelly now. It's, it's very odd. British people like me, we, we have a little bit of uh, a pepper in our uh, speech. Yeah. Um, wait a minute. Namor's bulletproof? I've just read Marvel's number one. In it, Namor is shown said to be bulletproof. Has this always been true? He does have a impenetrable hide due to living at high ocean pressures. Uh, so, yeah, he is. It's bulletproof. Bulletproof. That was terrible. Ross Meyer says all new Wolverine should be a member of the all new, all different Avengers along with the other newer heroes. It's a great suggestion, Ross. Uh, maybe it will happen sooner than later. Whatever happened to that Blade the Hunter series that was announced last fall? Did I miss something? Um, you did not miss something. That series was announced. It's still being worked on. It was it was announced very early, and some of the kinks are being worked out. It will, I think, still come out eventually. We, you know, Maybe sooner rather than later we'll have news on it. Marvel Now? Really? How many reboots and relaunches is this now in such a short span of time? Hashtag disappointed. Um, they're not really reboots or relaunches because we're continuing the story... Uh, and, and everything still counts, so, you know, it's just the new number one. People get really bent out of shape about that. I'm not sure why. It's, it's still the same comics. It's still the same story. So I am sorry you're disappointed, though, Ross. You're a good dude. I have no idea where you found any information about his Myrmidon, Myrmidon business. Well, um, you, you take over the reading. I'll, I'll see what I can Where are we now? On RP67. All right. RP says... OMG, I got the iPad Pro 12.9 inch. Uh, 
This is my commentary here. Mm-hmm. What are you, mm-hmm. Richie Rich, and you just mm-hmm. flung all your money? Buy us all iPad Pros. Uh, RP says, Marvel Unlimited is unbelievable on this thing. Ah! I would agree with that. Um, yeah. All comics are going to look incredible on that giant device. So kudos to you. And I was actually just wondering about that, how comics will look on there. So fantastic. RP says, the Hulk is happy, then I am happy. And he, he screen caps uh, a panel of Hulk just smiling, eyes closed, and says, they are merely cheering. People are just happy for the Hulk, as are we. He says, I must say, check out Peter Parker's fashion from the 60s to now. Very interesting transitions. Yeah, I mean, you look at any Marvel characters, what they were wearing in the 60s and what they, you know, through the 70s and the 80s. Like, there's some really rank fashion choices. But, and I don't, you know, it's interesting. I don't really remember, like, in the 90s where, the, like, the characters in the 90s, they weren't wearing, like, the young characters weren't wearing, like, Jinkos and, and <laughs> like, terrible rave outfits. But they were wearing, like, crazy 90s, like, comic book stuff. It's weird how that didn't really translate. And then I guess the aughts and now we don't there's no real like defining fashion trait. There's no like skinny ties and and big blazers and bell bottoms and and afros and stuff like that. What do the kids wear these days, Josh? Um uh, pants. Oh wow. Wow. Did you hear that, Ben? Hot take. Kids are yeah. wearing pants. Yeah. I'm I'm looking into this Myrmidon thing. It's fine. I've got it's fine. Something. Um the Myrmidons were a ancient tribe of people who once existed in ancient Greece who take their name from the ancient Thessalian king Myrmidon. And apparently at some point during Chris Claremont's Fantastic Four run, uh, Ant-Man became a Myrmidon for a second. Hmm. So there you go. Wow. Just like you asked for. Terrific. Service with a smile. Yeah, so that one is so deep you had no... You had, had to look no it up. no idea. Wow. Um... Our piece uh, continues, says, I've been getting so many compliments on my new Marvel MasterCard. Marvel MasterCard. Yeah, never Marvel l- MasterCard. Literally, this is the tweet. Marvel MasterCard. Never leave home without it. And then emoji, winky face. Yep. Uh, so great job. Thank you, RP, for reminding us that y'all can get your own Marvel MasterCard at marvel.com mm-hmm. slash credit card. Talked about that last week, too, when you weren't here. It's terrific. Talked about how when you're alone... And you want to go do stuff, you can use the Marvel MasterCard. Because I was alone. <laughs> or, uh, like, or I do went, it with friends. I went to an Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas, use the Marvel MasterCard, get 3% back nice. on the movies that I saw. So it's a good little perk to have. You just use it, you get the, you get the cash back, and you're mm-hmm. great. And it's terrific. Our buddy Simon Williams, our boy from down in Texas, says, Honestly, Miles and Genki's conversation in Spider-Man number four took me out of the rest of the comic. I get where Genki is coming from. Miles is right. Racism is a lot worse than fat shaming. That's the kind of thinking that we want you to have. We want you to consider these issues and, uh, you know, land where you land on them. But the characters are not, they're they're expressing different points of view. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like, the characters shouldn't be everything you agree with all yeah, the exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. There should be conflict with your beliefs. It should and, make you think. Yeah, and like if you get upset at a character's choices or what they do, that's good because these characters should feel like living, breathing mm-hmm. people that make their own decisions or have their own 
you know, lives and, and there are consequences to what they do and what they say. Absolutely. For sure. Power Man and Iron Fist has been my twin of the week. Every week it's come out with issue number four. The streak continues. It's a very good comic book. Mm-hmm. Twin of the week for 525, Squirrel Girl number eight. Only now I want to read more about that heartbroken sentinel. Aww. So many heartbroken sentinels out there. I know. The, the, the Squirrel Girl one, the Howard the Duck one. Crazy. I really enjoyed the art style in Hellcat number six on top of the story. I hope Nat Azilla, and that's who was, what's the full name of the woman who did art on Hellcat number six? Oh, you mean Natasha Allegri? Ah, uh, yes, Natasha Allegri. I would love to see her doing more stuff for us. She is great. She's fantastic. Reading Miss Marvel number seven made me think if Ryan Bendis ever got tired of writing Miles and Company, G. Willow Wilson would be an excellent replacement. She really nailed the characters. So no arguments here. For a second, it sounded like Agent M was going to turn into the Hulk when he mad about Ben J. Moore saying on fleek. It's true. You did. You hulked out. You got really upset about that. Yeah. But I understand. You're from a different generation. You know, my, my the greatest generation, <laughs> as we have often been called, cannot uh, handle that kind of... <laughs> I haven't read Captain America number one, but I'm aware of the controversy surrounding it. Regardless of how people feel about it, Nick Spencer shouldn't be getting hate and death threats for it. There are better ways to express yourself. Amen to that. Finally, I'm going to give Civil War II a chance, but this article sums up my feelings on issue number one. Links to an article that says not so nice things about Civil War, but we appreciate you uh, giving it a shot. See, hopefully it can win you over. And finally, Tomb of the Week for 6 1 is Spider Woman number eight. Yes. Yes. Lex Pendragon says After hearing the Property Brothers on This Week in Marvel, I want a comic series where they work at X Mansion, Avengers Mansion, etc. Stay tuned <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. <laughs> uh, Tech Lord says I can't help hearing. This is one of the best tweets. <laughs> I can't hear, help hearing Vote Loki through Daft Punk. We're up all night for good fun. We're up all night to vote, Loki. Yep. See, I, I just... You did it. I Daft Punked it. You Daft Punked yeah. it around. Do the kids still like the Daft Punk, Josh? Uh, I believe so. Really? I put, like it. Putting Josh to task or here. them, I should say. Harry yeah. Go loves Daft Punk, so talk to him about it. He loves EDM. It's just all about the EDM. Yep. That's what Harry Go is all about. Um, Lex Pendragon says, Here's Majel and Inara singing the Patsy Walker Hellcat theme song that they made up. And it's a YouTube link, which... We can't see on paper, nope. but I'm sure it's awesome. You can click on it, but it's not going to take me anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then, so uh, check out Lex Pendragon, if you, at Lex Pendragon on Twitter if you want to see that video. Mm-hmm. And then, finally, Lex says, just give us one hour and 45 minutes, and we'll give you an hour and change. Big discount this week. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. That I don't know. I don't know. You, you got us, man. All right, we got, we got emails. You can email us. Ryan is still baffled. I'm still trying to figure out what that tweet meant. Uh, What did we do? Do we have an extra long episode? Uh, Anyways, emails. Yes, we have uh, have emails. Email address is twimpodcast at marvel.com. We got a couple in here. Yep, first one's from Steve Lee. Says, hi guys, when you review new books, you always use titles to describe people involved, such as inks, colors, pencils, etc. Could we have a few minutes of explanation as to what these job descriptions do? I think it would be interesting and give us a better understanding of who does what. Excellent question. Uh, when it comes to art, a penciler comes in and basically pencils the issue. They, they draw all, they sketch everything and then tighten it up as much as they can. The inker will then ink on top of their lines and also embellish. The colorist puts the colors in for it. The letterer will do the word balloons, the letters, um, and then you got an editor making sure all these things are coming together. 
Yes. So on the on the top level, mm-hmm. that's that. But you know, like if you think about it, like so, the pencils mm. are laying down the the foundation of what the art is. Mm-hmm. It's coming up. Uh, sometimes a pencil or two is like thumbnailing the story and figuring out what the pages are going to look like, laying them out based on the script. But oftentimes it's a collaborative experience. So if a uh, script says, you know, this character and this character are talking, it's the penciler who then, like, figures out more about that scene, mm-hmm. comes up with, like, body language and, and facial language and all this other stuff. Um, so they're putting that together. Then the inker, and, it, you know, it was in- really interesting. Um, after the Paul Shear podcast, mm-hmm. I was walking around with Paul. We walked into one of the editorial offices, and Ricky Purden, who's been on the show before, he's our manager of talent relations here at Marvel. He was explaining to one of the younger editors, like, he was going over an inker's work with someone, explaining, like, had the pencils and the ink side by side, because the pencils showed some really detailed line work, and then the inks were really, like, taking really thick lines Mm -hmm. and inking over some of the details mm-hmm. and actually losing some of the, the the details and that's an inker's choice they're they're gonna like define what the 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 art should look like a little bit more but it was, it was really fascinating a little bit of, of stuff to hear from Ricky um, and so the coloring and the coloring is just a fascinating thing in and of itself because you know you could have five people tasked to color the same page and they're all gonna come at it in different ways because like some people see colors differently mm-hmm. you know some people, just use different color palettes or like think about things in different ways so you're going to find some really interesting stuff and that totally changes the way a a story looks Um, it's all really interesting stuff we should get more in depth with some of those like specific creators absolutely we should bring them in yeah uh, another email we got in from Connor Becker. Uh, he says, first, it's okay if you wish to sum this up when you read. We will, uh, because Connor has a, a lot here. Um, uh, he says he's been a longtime listener, discovered us about a year ago, had to start from the beginning, and enjoyed everyone's. Thank you for that, Connor. And we've heard from you before. He says, really likes the wrestling talk yeah. as well. So, double thumbs up. Big big fan of that. Uh, and he says his favorite character is Ted Salas, the man thing. Which that's not a that's not one you hear a lot. You're not no, there's not like cut. a giant man thing crew where you're just like, Yeah, we're all man thing fans. Um, so good on you for that. He has questions though. Does he have better reality bending power than Franklin Richards? I think Franklin Richards is more just baseline powerful, kinda can do anything. Uh, but Man-Thing is a little more tempered, like he can use his powers with a little more control. So I think he has less raw power, better control. Yeah. I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know enough about Man-Thing. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was like teleportation and then like had that power to burn people who feared him. I didn't, The reality stuff, I don't he really... He has some... It, it's a tie to the nexus of all realities. It's a little ill-defined. That's why I would say Franklin Richards on top of that. Yeah, I mean, Franklin Richards... Was like working yeah. with um, Molecule Man and just creating realities. Yep, exactly. Which so is Fra- Franklin Richards wins. Yeah, little little deep. Um, uh, and so yeah, Connor goes on to talk about Franklin and the Nexus and Man Thing, uh, and he wants to see. You know, he he has some theories in here about uh, Man Thing and the MCU, Agents of Shield, some stuff that he wants to see or he thinks about. Um, a lot of that stuff, it not for us to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I. I'll be honest, I don't really think um, we're on the right track, but you never know here, Connor. Some of that stuff 
Could be. Could maybe not. Um, I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to give anything away if you haven't seen uh, Captain America Civil War or, you know, for some reason haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, stuff like that. Um, he has another question, wanting to know about the role that Stan Lee plays, uh, and we don't have an answer for this. He wants to, he, he posits that uh, Stan Lee can be an eternal, uh, but I, I think Stan <laughs> is just Stan and yeah. like having a cameo in, yeah. in each of those movies. Every character is different. Um, but I, I love the theories about Stan that fans come up with. It's fantastic. Good times. Last one this week from Hayden Dela Cruz. Dela Cruz. Dela Cruz. After climbing a hill of over 50 episodes and realizing that I haven't sent a tweet to This Week in Marvel in almost a year, I decided to give you a few of my thoughts in bulk. I'm absolutely loving Slot and Allred's Surfer Run. It makes me so happy that my favorite character has such a great book, and this anniversary story may be up there with Requiem as one of my favorites. That's a uh, future to me, RC. Which one was that? So Surfer Requiem's on the Assad. Assad, yeah. Um, any idea if we'll ever get an annual? I'm fine with what I have, but I'm greedy when it comes to Silver Surfer. No immediate plans for an annual, but who knows? We can get some cool Silver Surfer stuff out. I'm also really enjoying Squadron Supreme. What do you think I can do to convince Robinson and company to give us a new golden or black archer? I feel like you probably wouldn't have to do much. I feel like they are probably happy to do that once they have the time in the real estate. Yeah. Finally, do you think we'll ever see the return of event-focused twin episodes? I started listening to the show during the Age of Ultron point fives and really enjoyed them. I'm totally fine without them, though. Interesting. I want them, but I'm totally fine without them. You guys do more than enough for us, and I thank you for it. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll do some for Civil War too. That could be fun. That'd be cool. Have Tom in here talk a little bit about Civil War too. I love doing the point five episodes. Um, we just also have so many great guests who come in that we don't always have room for the point fives. But you know, there's there's extra interview time on this podcast. There's definitely ways to make it work. So if you like them, we'll do them. There you go. Good job, Hayden, and thanks for chugging along with, you know, getting through 50 episodes yeah, to catch wow. up. That's awesome. It sounds like a nightmare. You guys are the best. Yeah. What great listeners. Great um, listeners. The best. All, All right, right, so next week uh, we might be doing Twim URC. We might not. Are you going to be here in two weeks? So next week I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. All week. Um, I go to E3 every year, so... You know, yep. I'm gonna be yep. there enjoying yep. it, yep. and uh, come back. I think I'm here that week, mm-hmm. and then I'm gone from June 29th through July 8th. All right, so we'll try to sneak it to URC, and probably not next week, but the week after. Okay, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, very good. Great. Hey, Josh, I task you with reading this uh, this story as well and chiming in as someone who probably you know comes at it with some fresh eyes. Yeah, be good. Very good. Good. We'll make sure that happens. Excellent. Great. This is Marvel. Awesome. In our universe. Great.